Once we strip the president's obstruction of this legal window dressing, the consequences are as clear as they are dire for our democracy. To condone the president's obstruction would strike a death blow to the impeachment clause in the Constitution. And if Congress cannot enforce this sole power vested in both chambers alone, the Constitution's final line of defense against a corrupt presidency will be eviscerated. A president who can obstruct and thwart the impeachment power becomes unaccountable. He or she is effectively above the law. And such a president is more likely to engage in corruption with impunity. This will become the new normal with this president and for future generations. So where does this leave us? As many of you in this chamber have publicly acknowledged in the past few days, the facts are not seriously in dispute. We have proved that the president committed grave offenses against the Constitution. The question that remains is whether that conduct warrants conviction and removal from office. Should the Senate simply accept or even condone such corrupt conduct by a president? Absent conviction and removal, how can we be assured that this president will not do it again? If we are to rely on the next election to judge the president's efforts to cheat in that election, how can we know that the election will be free and fair? How can we know that every vote will be free from foreign interference solicited by the president himself? With President Trump, the past is prolonged. This is neither the first time that the president solicited foreign interference in his own election, nor is it the first time that the president tried to obstruct an investigation into his misconduct. But you will determine, you will determine, you will determine whether it will be his last. As we speak, the president continues his wrongdoing unchecked and unashamed. Donald Trump hasn't stopped trying to pressure Ukraine to smear his opponent, nor has he stopped obstructing Congress. His political agent, Rudolph Giuliani, recently returned to the scene of the crime in Ukraine to manufacture more dirt for his client, the President of the United States. President Trump remains a clear and present danger to our national security and to our credibility around the world. He is decimating our global standing as a beacon of democracy while corrupting our free and fair elections here at home. What is a greater protection to our country than ensuring that we, the American people, alone, not some foreign power, choose our commander-in-chief? The American people alone should decide who represents us in any office without foreign interference, particularly the highest 
office in the land. And what could undermine our national security more than to withhold from a foreign ally fighting a hot war against our adversary? Hundreds of millions of dollars of military aid to buy sniper rifles, rocket-propelled grenade launchers, radar, and night vision goggles so that they may fight the war over there, keeping us safe here. If we allow the president's misconduct to stand, what message do we send? What message do we send to Russia, our adversary, intent on fracturing democracy around the world? What will we say to our European allies already concerned with this president about whether the United States will continue to support our NATO commitments that have been a pillar of our foreign policy since World War II? What message do we send to our allies in the free world? And if we allow the president's misconduct to stand, what will we say to the 68,000 men and women in uniform in Europe right now who courageously and admirably wake up every day ready and willing to fight for America's security and prosperity, for democracy in Europe and around the world? What message do we send them when we say America's national security is for sale? That cannot be the message we want to send to our Ukrainian friends or our European allies or to our children and our grandchildren who will inherit this precious republic. And I'm sure it is not the message that you wish to send to our adversaries. The late Senator John McCain was an astounding man, a man of great principle, a great patriot. He fought admirably in Vietnam and was imprisoned as a POW for over five years, refusing an offer by the North Vietnamese to be released early because his father was a prominent admiral. As you all are aware, Senator McCain was a great supporter of Ukraine, a great supporter of Europe, a great supporter of our troops. Senator McCain understood the importance of this body, this distinguished body, and serving the public, once saying, quote, glory belongs to the act of being constant to something greater than yourself, to a cause to your principles, to the people on whom you rely and who rely on you. The Ukrainians and the Europeans and the Americans around the world and here at home are watching what we do. They are watching to see what the Senate 
will do. And they are relying on this distinguished body to be constant to the principles America was founded on and which we've tried to uphold for more than 240 years. Doing the right thing and being constant to our principles requires a level of moral courage that is difficult, but by no means impossible. It is that moral courage shown by public servants throughout this country and throughout the impeachment inquiry in the House. People like Ambassador Marie Yovanovitch, her decades of nonpartisan service were turned against her in a vicious smear campaign that reached all the way to the president. Despite this effort, she decided to honor a duly authorized congressional subpoena and to speak the truth to the American people. For this, she was the subject of yet more smears against her career and her character, even as she testified in a public hearing before Congress. Her courage mattered. People like Ambassador Bill Taylor, a West Point graduate who wears a bronze star and an air medal for valor, and his proudest honor, the Combat Infantryman's Badge. When his country called on him, he answered again and again and again in battle, in foreign affairs, and in the face of a corrupt effort by the president to extort a foreign country into helping his reelection campaign, an effort that Ambassador Taylor rightly believed was crazy. His courage mattered. People like Lieutenant Colonel Alexander Vindman, who came to this country as a young child, fleeing authoritarianism in Europe. He could have done anything with his life, but he true chose public service, putting on a uniform and receiving a Purple Heart after being wounded in battle fighting courageously in Iraq. When he heard that fateful July 25th call in which the president sold out our country for his own personal gain, Lieutenant Colonel Vindman reported it and later came before Congress to speak the truth about what happened. Lieutenant Colonel Vindman's courage mattered to the other public servants who came forward and told the truth in the face of vicious smears, intimidation, and White House efforts to silence you, your courage mattered. You did the right thing. You did your duty. No matter what happens today or from this day forward, that courage mattered. Whatever the outcome in this trial, we will remain vigilant in the House. I know there are dedicated public servants who know the difference between right and wrong. But make no mistake, these are perilous times. If we determine 
that the remedy for a president who cheats in an election is to pronounce him vindicated and attack those who exposed his misconduct. 